Good morning, church. I hope you're doing well. This morning, I want to speak about have you ever lost something? In my house, if I go home and put my keys down and I can't find them, all sorts of stress and anxiety comes along. If I, I can't seem to find my phone, again, the same sort of um, energy rises up going, where's my phone? I just started to think about that the last week, about even the season that we're in, and started to think about, I want to lose worry, and instead I actually want to find peace. And so that's what I want to speak to you this morning. Wherever you're watching us, whether you're at home, on your phone, traveling around, hopefully not traveling and keeping the, you're keeping the correct social distance, but I just believe that this message this morning will really minister to you in this season. Anxiety is actually a misplaced fear. I'm not sure usually what drives anxiety, but I actually know there's something out there, some sort of thought or some trouble that I'm thinking about that actually makes my anxiety rise. I'm sure it's the same for you. It just doesn't seem to be real. Maybe even where you are today, you've got fears about your tomorrow. Things that you just don't know what might happen, but there seems to be an energy coming at you about what might happen. The funny thing about that is it hasn't yet happened, yet we're actually spending energy and getting stressed about what might happen. First Peter 5, 7 says this, Give all of your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. Another translation says it this way. It says, cast all of your anxieties um, to Him. What actually means, when, you, when you, we use that word cast, when you translate that, it says that it means to actually forcefully throw your anxieties towards God. It's a deliberate action. That's what God's asking us. You know, I've started to think about worries. I've put them into three categories. One, number one, there's those people who probably need to get their blood pressure checked to make sure they're still alive because they don't worry about anything. In fact, probably their spouse might be saying, hey, I'm worried about you that you can't get worried. They just, they actually want you to get more worried. You just seem to be chilled out all of the time. I know that that's not me. Uh, at the other end of the spectrum, the second type of worrier is people who worry about everything. They internalize everybody's problems. They carry around the burdens of the world and they just worry, worry, worry. It feels like they would even say that they've got a special gift from God. It's the, the gift of worrying. Um, they see that as their, even their spiritual gift. Other people don't even have to worry so much because they've got all the worry covered on planet Earth. So you worry about everything and yet it drives you crazy if you're that worrier. You've tried to worry less. You've tried to even see worrying less is like trying to go to sleep at night. You think you're lying in bed and you go, well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep. And the more you try, the less you sleep. And it's the same for this category of warriors. But I think there's a third category, and this is probably where most of us sit somewhere in the middle in light of what's happening in our country, around the world these last few weeks. We don't usually consider ourselves warriors, but all of a sudden we've begun to worry. Well, I've got a question this morning, and the question is very simple. It goes like this. 
Will all of your worries add anything to your life? Jesus asked actually the same question, but differently. He said, can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? If worrying doesn't extend our life or make it better, then why in the world do we do it? It doesn't make any sense, I know. And yet there's still so much worry in the world. No one ever argues for worry that it's beneficial. We all know that it's not a healthy thing. Jesus had something very profound to say about worry. If we could embrace his teaching, if we could um, really absorb what he was saying about worry, it would knock worry down, it would knock our stress levels down, and it would knock anxiety off our plates. He started to talk about worry in Matthew chapter 6. It's, it's funny that he actually linked worry to money. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, I'll start on these few verses. It goes like this. You've read it before. No one can serve two masters, for you'll hate the one and love the other. You'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, the word money here really is translated um, from the word called mammon, which means basically in the Aussie vernacular, stuff. Jesus said, you can't serve God and serve stuff. You can't be fully devoted to God and fully devoted to your stuff. We've got to decide which one you're going to be most devoted to. The next verse that Jesus goes on in this um, conversation about worry says, verse 25, he says, This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. What would Jesus mean when he talks about everyday life. He goes on and explains in the second half of that verse. Matthew 6 verse 25, you can follow along there in your home. This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Jesus is not saying that stuff is not important, what we eat, what we eat, what we wear, but actually the next few verses give us the, the understanding and the, and the key to unlock how to, let, how to um, let worry leave our lives. Verse 26, he says this, Look at the birds in the air. And you might be going, look at the birds in the air. I need a job. Look at the birds in the air. My son is failing in this season. Look at the birds in the air. I need a car. Look at the birds in the air. I don't feel very well. Look at the birds in the air and you might be saying, well, my husband says he's not coming back. How does this relate to actually addressing our worry, our stresses, or even our anxiety? You know, there's a way to face uncertainty about tomorrow and not worry about today. Your devotion, listen to this, your devotion follows your focus and your emotions follow your devotion. Let me go on. Matthew chapter 6, verse 26. Look at the birds, Jesus says. They don't plant or harvest or store food in the barns, but your heavenly Father feeds them. Jesus is not saying go into denial about where we're at in this season, but you can have uncertainty about your future and yet not worry all at the same time. Jesus isn't saying to be irresponsible, that it's all just somehow going to land in your lap. That's actually fatalism. Don't trust in fate. 
Jesus is inviting us to trust in him. He wants us to plant and harvest and to store away in barns. He wants us to fill out applications, to study hard, to be creative, to do our best, to set goals, to complete projects, to do all of that stuff. But once you've done all of that, can you also understand that God loves you more than the birds in the sky? Therefore, I don't need to worry. The scripture goes on and Jesus paints a beautiful picture about the flowers in the fields and you can read that at home in your own time. But can I also say to you, by worrying in this moment, can it actually bring certainty about the next moment? No, of course not. Can you worrying today create certainty for tomorrow? No, of course. God knows what you need. I'm not going to worry. I'm trusting in the one and only thing I can do about tomorrow, knowing that Jesus Christ loves me and wants the best for me. At the end of this conversation where Jesus is talking about worry, verses 32 to 34, this is how it goes. He says, These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles is enough for today. And we are living in a season where that scripture is profoundly right where we are today. Life's changed. Culture has changed. The economy has changed. But here's the good news. God has not changed. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Your worry, my worry, is a waste of time. When you start to get dominated by something that you have no certainty over, just think, I'm not going to worry about that. I have a certain amount of time and energy and I'm not going to waste my life um, worrying about what I can't change. We are to plant, we're to harvest, we're to plant, we're to store, we're to plant and we're to give and bless other people. We're to do what we can do and then literally trust God to do the rest. I'm trusting God for my tomorrow. Can I challenge you? Can you trust God also for your tomorrow? Earlier in this conversation, Jesus says something so profound, which I believe helps us with this message this morning. When your eye is good, the whole body is filled with light. The way you see things will determine how you feel things. So let's practice one of those things before I close this morning. Why don't you smile at yourself? Practice smiling. Look in the mirror. Turn to the person on the couch beside you. Smile at them. Be happy because the scriptures say the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah chapter 8, it says so profoundly that this is the way that you can change the context of who you are. Can I suggest to you, do something, fix something, repair something, plant something, make something, call someone, be someone to somebody else. Hashtag hope is greater than worry. 
You want to lose worry, like sometimes we lose our phone or our car keys. You want to find peace of mind, put your focus and devotion on Jesus. Amen, church. Have a blessed day and see you online later. Thank you.